0: Hello everyone, I am Alex Majorano, and I'm Sydney Lynch, and this is Little Known Tracks. Today we talked with Alyssa Tess, a singer-songwriter from Ontario with a love of her cat that rivals her love of music. She started her career as a high school musical cover band and has since written original music and performed across Ontario.
1: Alyssa continues to write music to keep her abilities tuned, motivated by the actions of other artists. Her latest release relates to the pandemic and has a sad but hopeful feel. Without further ado, What Will We Remember by Alyssa Tess.
0: Alyssa, Tess, thank you so much for being on with us today. We really appreciate it. So the first thing we want to talk about is you told us that some of the things that you enjoy are yoga and your cat. Yes. <laughs> so let's let's elaborate a little bit on just the yoga first. We'll, we'll get to the cat because I feel like that's going to be a little bit more.
2: Yeah, well, actually, when you guys gave me that question, it it really shook me. I was like, what are my hobbies? I have no hobbies, <laughs> which is not true. But um, yeah, so I do yoga and it's a big part of my life because about a year ago I started doing it every day. Um, and almost like everyone else in the world, I follow Yoga With Adrian on YouTube and uh, I just fell in love with her, like absolutely fell in love with her. I feel like she's my best friend, even though she's got like 2 million subscribers and I know everyone else probably feels that way too. Um, but yeah, so I started doing yoga every day about a year ago and really like got into connecting with my body and my mind. And, um, so I just, I keep doing it because it makes me feel so good. Like I've had friends ask me like, how do you do that every day? That's such a commitment. And I'm like, well, I just, I feel good when I do it. So I keep doing it now. I wish I could be the same way with practicing music, (laughs) Because I am not that diligent, um, but I'm hoping that maybe one day it'll just like, you know, come together naturally and I'll be that good at practicing music as I am with yoga. So
1: <laughs> So, what made you start yoga out of all the different kind of workouts?
2: Um, well, first of all, I don't like working out. <laughs> so Understandable. finding yoga. Yeah. So finding yoga was like a nice way to move my body, but not a ho- too hard of a way. Although that's not true. Like it's not an easy thing at all. But um and yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Uh she does like these monthly calendars. And the first one that I did was called home. And it like <laughs> I'm gonna get hippie on you guys. It like changed my life. Like um I just I, I didn't realize how disconnected I was from my physical body. And like it's crazy when you think about it because we're with ourselves all day every day. But it's so easy to not be in tune with yourself. Um, and so doing that month journey with the theme being home and finding home in yourself, um, it just like, it completely changed my mindset and my relationship with myself. Um, and so that's basically like the motivation that kept me doing it because I wanted to explore what it was like to get to know me better, you know, like (laughs) it's a little hippie, but that's, that's how it went.
0: (laughs) So now as it's this big part of your life is it sort of for the exercise or is it more for like the meditative and like self awareness
2: it's definitely for the meditative self awareness it's like the 15 minutes of every day that is just for me um which is really nice and like sometimes i get on the mat and i and i don't feel like i'm there but the simple act of moving my body like changes my mind or like makes me stop overthinking things as much because I had a moment where I just had to like calm down for a hot sec. Um, So yeah, it's definitely, uh, like I keep doing it to have the time with myself. And I I feel like it's cheesy to say that, but (laughs) I think it's really important that we carve out time for ourselves. And like, it can be that, like it can be any activity depending on what works for you. Um, And yoga just happened to be the one that really works for me so
0: okay so tell us about your cat oh my god that feels like a a loaded question like for such a simple thing
2: oh my cat is not simple (laughs) so her name is Macy her full name is Macy Nim um she is seven years old. She just turned seven this past weekend. It's been crazy that we've been together this long. Um, and so, yeah, so I adopted her seven years ago because I kept bugging my mom that I wanted a cat and she finally caved. So that was a score. Um, but Macy is one of those cats with like a whole lot of catitude. Like, She wants cuddles, but on her terms. (laughs) So she'll come to you and be like, oh, love me. And then if you pet her one too many times, she's like, no, thank you. Back off, man. Um, So that's fun. A lot of people don't like her for that, but I think it's great. (laughs) Um, I feel like like, I'm obsessed with my cat, don't get me wrong, but I really do feel like we have a, lo- a love-hate relationship, because um, there's, like, she is spiteful, like, very spiteful. Um, so there are times where I hate her, and then there are times where she definitely hates me, because I see her, and I'm like, Macy, and I just throw myself on her, and she's like, whoa, did not ask for this. Um, but yeah, so I'm obsessed with my cat. Long story short... <laughs> And, uh, she's my favorite thing alive.
0: Okay. So, I have never had a cat, and I've never really known a whole lot of people who have cats. So, what, what are, like, activities that you do with cats? Is that a thing?
2: Um, I mean, sometimes you sleep the same time your cat is sleeping. (laughs)
1: Sometimes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Depends. Um... Macy she wakes up at 2 p.m. every day. 2 p.m. Like a teenager. She crawls out from wherever she was sleeping and like good morning. <laughs> it's the afternoon. Um, I mean, cats like to play sometimes. Um, they like to scratch things. Macy loves food. Um, she's a very food motivated cat. I'm pretty sure she doesn't chew her food, she just inhales it. So that's cute. <laughs> um but yeah no cats don't really do a whole bunch which i feel like is why people don't like them especially because like a lot of cats are like they have a lot of attitude in general like i think that's just who they are as an animal and like the cats that you meet that are really nice and really social are kind of the anomaly in my experience um so i think that's why people don't like them because they don't do a whole lot and they're not often very nice (laughs) Um, so yeah, I keep having to convince my family that they still want me to live with them with my cat because she gets on their nerves, but I'm like, it's okay, guys. I swear she's going to turn out. All right. You <laughs> know it's been seven years, not so much, but it's fine.
1: <laughs> but then it's all those moments that are worth it when she like wants to cuddle and everything. Then it's like, oh, look how cute she is. Forget about exactly. all the other stuff.
2: <laughs> exactly. Like, oh my God. It's so it changes my life when she hops on my lap. Everyone's going to think I'm crazy because I'm talking like this about my cat, but (laughs) I just love her. I love her so much. So that's why I said she's my hobby because I spend a lot of time harassing my cat.
0: so. (laughs) So yeah. Does your cat respond in any way to like when you do music?
2: Actually, like she doesn't really respond, but she, like, she doesn't have any really negative opinions about me making music around her. Um, I think it kind of helped. Like my brother, he's a drummer and he's been drumming since he was six years old. Um, So any pet we've ever had just had to get used to the drums. Um, And so I feel like having him around and having my cat as a kitten, like she just like grew up with music. Um, And so it's like, it doesn't phase her. Uh, there have been times though where, like, if I'm writing a song in my bed and she's napping, like, if I sing too loud or play too loud, like, I'll get like the one eye glare, like, "Hey man, I'm sleeping here." But, <laughs> but most of the time, she's pretty chill and just like chills while I do it, which is which is really sweet. So,
0: so your brother was a drummer, or is a drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, you sing, you play guitar, and your mother also sings.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I believe we read you had a family band. Yes. <laughs> Please tell us a little bit about that.
2: Um. So my family band, we started playing together probably when I was about eight or nine. And my brother would have been like six or seven. Um, and my mom basically taught us. Well, my brother took drum lessons, but my mom taught me how to play guitar. Um, and the piano, like the basics. Um, and at that time I was really big into high school musical. So our band was called Taa, T-A-A because my mom's name is Tammy and my brother's name is Adam and I'm Alyssa. Uh, so we were Taa and uh, we exclusively played songs from high school musical. <laughs> um, and in any, yeah, in any and every talent show, like my mom, was is a high school uh, drama teacher, and so she would sign us up for their their fall and spring concert and their talent shows, and we'd go and we'd sing some High School Musical. And there was one ac- iconic performance actually where we performed every day from High School Musical too. and I don't know if you guys uh, remember oh, this. Oh, absolutely! Thank you, thank you, Sydney. <laughs> so. In every day, at the end, everyone sings as a choir. And so my mom enlisted the high school choir to join us on stage and sing every day. Oh,
1: my God. And that's such a fun song to get everybody involved. Wow. Yeah,
2: it was pretty hype. I was living my best life as a seven-year-old obsessed with high school musical. Like, I'm pretty sure it doesn't get better than that, (laughs) performing those songs. But, But yeah, and so we we played together for several years just like in school shows like that um and even when i was in high school we did that we don't play together so much anymore and when i let me just say when i grew up and started performing in high school we started playing songs other than high school musical songs
0: that's disappointing
2: (laughs) i know our fan base was so confused (laughs) our fan base of like my grandma um but, uh, yeah, we don't really play together anymore. Um, but I mean, we do, we do still jam together. I, and I, my mom and I, we do have a duo, um, which is just like a fun little side project that we started. We're called Allie and Me. Um, cause who would I be without her, but you know, I'm, I'm Allie. Anyway, uh, so we sing in harmony and uh, duet songs. And we've been going around to like resorts and advertising ourselves as like dinner music. Um, and so we've gotten some gigs doing that. But yeah, that that's the story of the family band.
1: <laughs> so is High School Musical like one of your inspirations for starting music?
2: Um, I mean you know, I never really thought about it like that. Like, I'm sure it played a role. Um, Music has like always been a part of my life. Um, Yeah, I don't know if I would say that they were like a pivotal moment in me thinking like I'm gonna do music. Um, But I mean, sure, they were an inspiration, like all the time, like every day in high school, I was like, why can't we break out into the status quo in my cafeteria right now? Like, that's all I want. But yeah, yeah. I would actually say like the first song I ever wrote, this is exclusive information. um, I wrote my first song um, because I was feeling a lot of emotions at the time, but I was actually watching the Disney Channel and Miley Cyrus was performing an original song. And I was like, well, she can write a song. I can write a song. So I went and wrote a song and that was basically the first song I wrote. (laughs) was because I was like, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. So,
1: so what did that song entail? What was the title? What was the the feel of it?
2: Oh, it was it was probably very sad. I can't remember what it was called. But um I was like the saddest 5th grader when it came to songwriting. Um I was actually in a songwriting club in elementary school and my friend's dad was like, "You are the saddest like Writer, I know, and you're like (laughs) ten. I was like, I'm really not that sad, (laughs) but all all of my first songs are really, really sad, and um, yeah, I'm sure someone should have questioned if I was okay, but I was, and I've turned out fine. I think I was just a little person with a lot of emotions, and so I learned really early on that songwriting was a way that I could release those emotions, Um, and so I think that's why they. Came out a little depressing.
0: (laughs) So when was it that you actually started to, like, make music and pursue this as, like, your life?
2: Yeah. um, I think it was around when I was 14 years old. Um, It was, like, the summer after grade nine, and I was thinking about getting a part-time job. And so I was like spitballing with my mom about potential like places I could apply. And, and then just like one of the ideas, she was like, what if you made music all summer? And she said like the biggest smile just creeped across my face. And she was like, that's it. Like you need to find a way to make music all summer because you were not liking any of the other job ideas. And this one made you like grin ear to ear. Um, And so I decided to become a street performer. And so I started street performing that summer. And that's when I started to like make a Facebook page. And like, you can creep back to those early days. The Facebook page was not very good. But I mean, I look back on like my 14 year old self and I'm like, good on her for making a Facebook music page when you were 14. And I had no idea what I was doing. Um, But yeah, so I started street performing. And, uh, like built up my guitar chops and performance skills and like repertoire that way. Um, cause I was a really big stickler that if I was going to be out on the street, like I wanted it to be as like pure as possible. So when I first started, I didn't use any amplification. I wouldn't go out with sheet music. Um, like, so everything was memorized and, uh, yeah, so that helped me build up my repertoire a lot. It helped me try out a lot of things. Um, I met a ton of really cool people doing street performing as well. Um, and yeah, so I would say street, like once I started street performing, everything just kind of snowballed from there. And I just started investing in myself more and uh, learning more about music and getting my skills up. And I, like I said, I've been songwriting since I was about 10 years old. Um, and I, I just continued to do that. And I had really great mentors in my life who encouraged me to continue songwriting. And so, yeah, it's just kept going from there.
0: So when you say you met a lot of really cool people while you were street performing, is that people who also did music or is it more just like nice people who said kind things to you and things of that nature?
2: Uh, both actually. It's been quite an eclectic mix um I've had musicians come up to me and like be really supportive um I actually think I got one of my first gigs because a musician had seen me on the street performing and he held an open mic at a a local cafe and so because I had emailed him he was like oh yeah I've seen you before like of course you can come um so stuff like that and then in the recent years I actually joined a street, a proper street performing program in the city of Barrie, Barrie, Ontario, Canada, because you guys are in the US, right? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So in Canada, another part of Ontario. um, So the city that my family lives near now, they have like a proper street performing program and you audition and you get your license and you actually get scheduled to be out on the street at specific times. So through that program, I met a, a, a ton of musicians who were also doing it. Um, and it, it's fun cause we actually got to collaborate sometimes too. So like one time a couple summers ago I had a drummer come out with me and it was a dead day. It was like a Wednesday. in in the middle of the week. It was a horrible time to be busking. I think we made a total of $5 and had to split it in half, but we had a grand old time. I was just like, hey, I have this new song. Can you create a beat for it? Like, (laughs) so that was fun. Um, I have met some interesting people. Uh, I've received some interesting things. Like people have gifted me flowers, which is beautiful. One guy, he was very odd, but he gave me his favorite rock, and I still have it. <laughs> um, another guy, he was totally wasted from having a noonday drink at the bar. Um, and this is actually a beautiful story. He's one of my favorite people I met. He came up and talked to me and totally wasted. So I was a bit on guard because you know you're out you're very vulnerable being out there. Um, But so, yeah, so he comes over. He's definitely intoxicated, but he starts talking to me about Leonard Cohen. And then he's like, can you play me an original? And so I did. And he was like, that was beautiful. That was so nice and like complimented me. And so he wanted to hear another song. So I played him another and uh, he was like, I'm going to be right back. I'll be right back. And I was like, "Okay, great. Sure. And he came back and he had gone to a bookstore and he bought like an old copy of the book, The Prophet. And it's like a poetry. I can't remember who it's by, but it's, it's a really beautiful book, like a beautiful poetic um, story about like life. And uh, he gifted it to me and he's like, I love this book. This is my favorite book. Leonard Cohen is my favorite writer. You remind me of both these incredible like writers. I want you to have this book. And I was like, Okay. And like, I still have it. Like it's, and it's a beautiful book. Like it's in really nice condition. And like I said, it's a beautiful story. And uh, I just thought it was really sweet that he gave that to me. And then I've also received food, which sounds super sketchy when you're like food in your case from strangers, but I swear it wasn't. It was uh, like restaurants on like streets I was playing on would come and like give me cake pops or whatever. Um, And yeah. And like, kids would come by and ask their parents for change and then they'd want to dance and all that good stuff so it's been like quite a mix of people but it's really cool like I have so many cool stories because I've got to meet all these people
0: (laughs) yeah one thing that's a little bit interesting I think is just I did not know that licensing and whatnot was a thing for street performers
1: and organizations
0: yeah that's Definitely interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like when I first started, um, the town that I was busking in didn't require a license. Um, I Like for the city of Toronto in Ontario, you need a license and you audition for that as well, but you also pay for it. Um, and whereas the one in Barrie, it's ac- it's sweet. Like you audition and then they schedule you and for a brief period of time, they paid you minimum wage <laughs> to go out and busk. And so you got minimum wage on top of whatever you made in your case um and so it was a really cool initiative that um this organization has with the city of barry to like illuminate their streets um and i mean like it's a cool way to bring an interactive piece to your downtown but also to support these creative people in your city as well so yeah it's really cool it was really cool
1: so when you were performing were you performing original music or re- performing covers or a little bit of both?
2: A little bit of both. Um, I mean, it's, it's funny, like, you kind of have to feel it out, at least in my, in my opinion. Um, Like, I found a lot of the time, like, if it was a big festival day or something, um, you do better playing songs that people know. Um, So I, I felt like I learned, like, a ton of pop songs and, like, a ton of older songs, like, classic oldies to reach both, like, the young ones and the older ones that I was coming across on the street. Um, And like, I would intersperse originals. Um, I would use that time mostly to like suss it out to see like, does anyone respond to my original? Like, is that like, if I released it, would people like it type of thing? Um, But yeah, I felt, I feel like when it comes to busking, there is a bit of an art or a psychology to it, I guess, to like, get people's attention with what you're doing so
0: so what is the difference sort of between uh street performing and having a venue like having a gig venue
2: um well having a venue is usually a lot nicer of an experience (laughs) um I mean street performing basically you can do whatever you want um to an extent, like if you're, you know, rude or whatever, you probably shouldn't be out there. People wouldn't like that. Um, but yeah, I find like with street performing, I can do whatever I want. Um, it's super nice in the summer, cause I get to be outside and do what I love and get paid for it at the same time. Um, but then like a couple summers ago it was rainy every other day so it wasn't good for busking at all and it it tuckers you out a lot like performing in general is tiring but then to be outside and in the elements and breathing all the fresh air and then playing for 3 hours like it's really tiring um and so at a venue i feel like there's there's more stipulations like you're on stage for 45 minutes or 30 minutes and you have to make sure that you know, it's a clean set and you can be on and off within a, like, five-minute time. Um, uh, and, like, depending on what venue I'm playing to and what audience, like, I I think when I'm asked to play in a venue on a stage, I'm, I play more originals, for sure, because I'm, like, my name is on the board and if people are coming, they're coming to see me. And, like, I, I throw in um, cover songs, but I'm, like, Alyssa Tess and Alyssa Tess writes her own songs. So I'm tailoring it to a different need, I guess. Um and there's there's like more glitz and glam in venues too. I mean depending on what you're pl- like where you're playing, but like sometimes there's lights and you get to wear like fancier shoes, you know. <laughs> so that's always fun.
0: So one thing that you seem to do is like tour a lot but not necessarily like tour tour if that makes sense like i'm trying to word it yes so what is what is it like being able to like travel to so many places and being able to to perform
2: well like you said i i don't go very far (laughs) i would love to like actually do a tour um But so far, like I've been pretty localized in a few spots. So what's helped is I grew up in the Georgian Bay area, which is like central Ontario. I don't know if you guys know. Um, And so like I grew up here, so I have connections like where I grew up. And then um, in like Barrie, I have connections like in Barrie now. Um, I also have family up north. So I guess I have a few connections up there because I have done a gig in the Algonquin area. Um, And then it just so happened that when I went off to post-secondary, I went to Toronto. And so it just kind of like happened naturally that I started to build myself there. Um, So I kind of have like a very small like area that I work where I can go between like my hometown area and book shows here, but I can also go down to the city and book shows there. so, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. It helps a lot that my mom lets me use her car. <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I just, I really like performing and I, I try to find as many places that I can perform um, that I can easily get to, you know, so I feel like that's how it kind of all happened. Cause I just kept asking places. Oh, like I'm near you. Can I play? And, uh, Yeah.
0: So you said that you don't go all that far, but you have been to Gettysburg. Is that correct? No. Have you not been to the United States to perform?
2: Oh, I have been to the United States perform. For it's called Gettysburg, I, Pennsylvania.
0: I, I, Pennsylvania. So it's a city in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg. Harrisburg. That's it. That's it. Yeah.
0: I, I knew yes. it was knew it was Pennsylvania. Knew it was Pennsylvania because <laughs> that's some,
1: and it's not too far from us. No. Like oh, we're that's hilarious. we're Philadelphia, so we're you know Harrisburg is an hour or two away, maybe. Yeah, about.
2: Okay, great. You know, I don't know geography at all, yeah. so I'm glad you gave me that timeline because I'm like, Philadelphia sounds great. So like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that's probably the farthest I've gone, um, and that was that was a lot of fun. I I couldn't believe it, but I just I applied to the Millennium Music Conference. And I was like, there's no way they're going to accept me. Like this like small town Canadian singer-songwriter, they're not going to accept me. And they did. And they asked me to play Two Nights, which was wild. Um, and it was it was so much fun. Like I, I brought my mom and brother because they were like, you can bring a band. And I was like, they're my band. <laughs> so I guess Ta reunited for that. And uh, so we drove down to Pennsylvania and it was just like, workshops and networking all day and then in the evenings for like three or four nights they had these showcases all over the city um, and so yeah I played at this really great coffee shop and like I was supposed to play all originals so I played all originals and, uh, and yeah and then the other place was like this really hip-hop happening like bar and it was full of people and it was really cool and it was actually funny because there was another Canadian girl from my like from Barry who I knew through the street performing program she was also accepted to this conference and we both played the same showcase nights
1: (laughs) you guys could have carpooled
2: (laughs) I know I know we should have really um but yeah so we got really close doing that together and uh we're still really good friends now like she's great so yeah so that was funny
0: (laughs) so tell us a little bit about some of your inspirations for writing music
2: yeah um I have a lot of them I feel like first and foremost it's like um, it's my emotions like it's always been that like my writing has always been very emotionally driven um like musical influences I am obsessed with Ed Sheeran I think he's great. And I've loved him for years. So I'm really inspired by like his writing and his musicianship. Um, I love Maggie Rogers, Phoebe Bridgers, like all those really beautiful songwriters. Um, And then like, I think what's really become obvious to me as I've gotten older is like, I'm really inspired by other musicians that I know, or even that I don't know. Like, like looking back at like why, why I wrote my first song, like I saw Miley Cyrus and thought, Hey, like she can do it. I can do it too. Like, I don't know if it's a bad thing that I have to see other people do it first, but like, I see that they do it and it's possible. And so it like gives me confidence that I can do it. Um, And so like, I don't know, like I love it. And that's why I do music and write songs. But I'm like, I, when I think about it, sometimes I'm like, do I think I can do this because other people can do it? And like, I don't think that's a bad thing because people can do it. So that's why I keep doing it, you know?
1: (laughs) So tell us about your latest release. Uh, You released What Will We Remember in last year. So what was the writing process of that song?
2: Yeah, so that song was actually initially written for um, one of my college courses. I was taking a songwriting course last semester. And when everything like, turned and went to crap our teacher was like oh so let's change your final assignment and now you're going to write a song that's inspired by the pandemic and like when i first got this prompt i was like what the heck like what am i gonna write about a pandemic that's gonna be good um and so miraculously this song Came to life from that prompt, um, and again, I think it helped that I I write with my emotions, and so um, the song really is like a, a close look at my heart and my mind in that in May of last year, um, and like I can't decide if it's a sad song or sort of a a hopeful song because, like, I mean it like lyrically it is it is down like I was trying to really tap into like how crappy things are and like how unexpected it all was like we didn't expect everything to change and that we don't know how it's going to turn out um but like in the bridge of the song like I really tried to be hopeful that like although everything's been wiped and it's there's so much unknown coming at us like it can be an opportunity for us to have a new outlook like a new perspective on how we treat ourselves and others and the earth and, and all that. So, so yeah, when I talk about the song, I'm like, I don't know if it's a sad song or a happy song or what, but I feel like it's, it's, it's an introspective song. And, and I don't know, I hope that it kind of relates to people in the sense that like what I was feeling, other people might be, might've been feeling that too, might still be feeling that. And then I really just, I don't know. I really just hope that like, we can come out of this differently than how we came into it and uh, so yeah that was a bit of a tangent but that's basically what the song is about and um, so once I wrote it I, I just felt this urge to release it like I hadn't released anything since 2017 and this song was kind of a spur of the moment because um, what I released in 2017 like I, I had a producer I recorded It professionally, and this I recorded in my bedroom (laughs) Um, with like very little professional equipment. Actually, like none. I don't none. I had no professional equipment, Um, but I really felt like I wanted to release it. Like it just it felt like the right time, and emotionally, like I felt like I had to do it. And so I actually enlisted um, my friend to mix and master it, and his name is CJ the X. He is a super cool guy. And so he mixed and mastered the song and then like within two weeks I had released it. So there really wasn't much planning involved, um, but it just felt like the right time and the right thing to release. And so, so yeah, it's been out in the world for a little bit now.
0: So since we're sort of on it how has COVID and whatnot affected your music and just what you do? Like obviously for a good amount of time there's not gonna be live shows and things of that nature. So how has that sort of affected your process?
2: Um, I mean it it was a big curveball when it happened. Like I was I had gigs booked for the summer. Um I mean, I I was supposed to go into my fourth year of my college degree and I'm I'm not doing it. Like I'm taking part-time courses this year. So like it threw a huge curveball into my plans. Um, I went through a phase actually where like I didn't write, I didn't sing, I didn't touch my guitar for like two months. And at the time it felt it felt really good, but then by the end of the two months, I was like. I feel like a potato, (laughs) but I don't know why. Like, I I feel like I went through um, a a point in time this summer where I felt like I had no direction. Like, where I thought I was going was completely wiped out because I couldn't see, like, when gigs would be coming back, when I could play with other people. Um, So thankfully, um, playing music... (laughs) By myself again got me back into it I started taking some courses with a vocal coach in Toronto and she really inspired me to get my button gear again um and basically like I think I needed that time to just recoup and reassess what I wanted to do and accept like the the loss and the fact that things are gonna change like this online platform is the way it's gonna have to be for a while and so I can make the most of it or I can just not participate in it but not participating in it isn't fun so (laughs) I'd rather do something with music than do nothing and like this like doing shows online and stuff like is not the same as performing live at all um but it's better than nothing but I do hope that when things go back to normal that people remember that this doesn't have to keep being the way you know like I hope there's like a huge like roaring moment where we all just get to go out and go to live shows and be together because that's that's where the magic happens like not to say that there isn't magic on these other platforms but like a live show is just a beautiful thing so
0: so uh what do you have planned in terms of music what's next (laughs)
2: um yeah what is next um so I've been writing a lot I've been trying to write Um, at least a song a week if not more. Um, A lot of them aren't very good and I probably won't share them with anyone but I'm working that muscle and that's what's important. Um, I've started a new live stream series where I go live on Instagram every two weeks Um, so that's been a lot of fun and I've been getting a lot of good feedback from that. Um, I recently joined TikTok which I never thought I would do in a million years. That's but what everyone
1: long- says. Everyone I know, says, I never I thought I said it. I spend all my time on TikTok.
2: <laughs> I know, I'm just like everyone else. Um, but it's 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 a fun platform. Like it's dangerously fun. And I have no idea what I'm doing. Like Does anyone- no idea. <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah. So I joined TikTok. So I'm I'm trying to post there and j- just for fun, just to see what happens. And uh, yeah, I'm like trying to organically like be on social media in a way that's healthy for myself because being on there too long is not not good for the the old noggin. Um, but I'm trying to find a way to be on there and and share my music and and have a good time um, and like you know, make it work with like finding the balance between being online and not being online and working on music myself and sharing my music with others. Cause it's so fun. And like, it's actually cute. One of my friends, he watched my live stream the other day and he said, I was jamming along with you. I brought out my guitar and I was playing solos over your stuff. Like, like I wouldn't have known he was doing that if he didn't tell me, but like, like it's moments like that, but like, Oh, we're still finding a way to make it work, even though it's not ideal, you know? So.
0: so, Sydney, do you have any other questions?
1: Alyssa, where can we follow you on the internet? On Instagram, where can we follow you on TikTok?
2: Yeah, so I have a website, Um, There you can find everything. But if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Alyssa Tess Music. Same with TikTok and, and Facebook. Um, Please feel free to follow me on TikTok, but don't have any high expectations for the content quality. <laughs> We're just there to have a good time. Um, but yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram. Join my live streams every two weeks. My next one is uh, n- not this Saturday, but next Saturday. But whenever this is being released, it might be this Saturday. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, Alyssa Tess, thank you so much again for being on with us. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun.
0: This has been Little Known Tracks. Thank you so much for listening. If you or a loved one want to be featured or know someone who should, send us an email at littleknowntrackspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also, do yourself a solid and follow us at LKT Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. See you soon.